Sacred Sisters, welcome to the Goddess Collective Podcast, a platform for women to rise up together in sacred sisterhood. We are here to awaken, empower, and support you in claiming your yes as you step into your truth and divine power as a goddess. We are the healers, the shamans, the wise women, the unicorns, the fairies, and the mermaids who have come together to offer ourselves as messengers for the rise of the feminine. I am your host, Nixie Marie, goddess activist, shamanic artist, and oracle guide. I invite you to take a deep breath, inhaling white sparkly light and exhaling anything that no longer serves you as we sit in sacred council together. Welcome to my time, baby. Hello, goddesses. Welcome to another episode of the Goddess Collective Podcast. I, yes, I'm so excited, you guys. I have a amazing sister of mine that I just love and, and literally look up to so much. Dr. Catherine Zagoni is in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. She is a women's health expert and fertility goddess. So she's here to talk to us today about whatever comes up. Honestly, I, I feel really called to. She told me a little bit about something that she has been doing, such as working with her sexuality to manifest and create intimacy with numbers. So I would love for you to share with a, a little bit about that and what you've created in your life, as well as what you do, you know, just you get the, you get the mic, so... Cool. Thank you so much for having me, Nixie. It's such a pleasure. Um, yeah, so this this side of me that's going to come out tonight is not a side that my patients see. Um, so if any of my patients are listening or if you become a patient of mine, let it all flow. <laughs> like, just trust the process. So we're going to we're going to get into some really juicy topics tonight. So you had mentioned the sexuality and the numbers. I think what you're meaning is my manifestation masturbation ritual. Is that correct? Yes. I wanted you to put words to it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, some people call it mastertation. That's not my term. Um, manifestation, masturbation, whatever you want to call it. I call it my, my sacred ritual. So this is something that I started doing as a self-healing tool and then shifted it into more of a manifestation tool after learning more about sexual energy, more about um, the subconscious mind and how in the state of orgasm, we can more easily imprint the subconscious mind. And then that dictates our behaviors and puts us on the vibration to attract what we want as well. So, and it's way more fun than them pushing really hard in the masculine. Although sometimes you you get to push too. So when I, when I started doing this, I did it very intensely at first. So I actually did a program. I did a program called explosive sexual healing. And that's when I shifted it from just healing to, to money. The very first time I started with like the sexual, like the self-sexual work was in med school. I was in an unhealthy, unhappy relationship. Um, had just left the guy and basically had to like rebuild my entire self-worth. That's when I started belly dancing and salsa dancing and painting and all that sort of fun stuff. That was also my section of like, all I did was paint naked ladies for like three weeks, <laughs> which Nixie, I'm sure you can appreciate the, oh, the yes. art, the art perspective there. Yes. Of course. Um, and I did so, a painting for, for Catherine a little while back. So it's, it's got a woman in the center of the painting. So Yeah, I pretty much told her, I'm like, I want this painting and I want a naked lady in the middle. Um, And that's what I have hanging in my bedroom. So one of my belly dance teachers was a Dakini, which is a woman who's trained in the sexual arts. And we would meet once a week and just chat and she would give me homework or home play. And that was challenging and incredibly healing. A couple years later, I moved to California. I'm out of med school. I'm a doctor. And I find this program called Explosive Sexual Healing. And I was like, okay, I think that's what I need. And it took me a couple of months to actually do it. It's very true to the title. It was explosive and it was sexual healing. (laughs) Um, And I did 
a two or three month program with the facilitators. And in my second session, I chose affirmation. So the, the whole theory behind it is that you choose your affirmations ahead of time. And then when you're in orgasm, specifically G-spot orgasm for goddess spot, connecting to the divine, clearest channel to the universe, um, then you imprint those affirmations or mantras or intentions in the subconscious at that time so that it's most effective. And um, so in my second session, and these were like three-hour sessions, I chose money comes easily to me, Mm. I trust myself, Mm. and I am in my purpose. So two and a half hours into this session, I'm howling at the top of my lungs, so much so that I could not say the affirmations myself, and the practitioners are yelling in my ear, money comes easily to me, I trust myself, Um, I am in my purpose, money comes easily easily to me, I trust myself, I am in my purpose. And, um, you know, when you finish the session, and there's like integration time and debriefing time and all that sort of thing, and it's very intentional, very sacred, very clinical, um, very professional. And I will say before the end of my work with them, so it was less than two months, I had manifested a $40,000 business loan at 0% interest with repayment not starting for a year and a half um, to start my fertility practice, which also came through in in these sessions. Like I could just see um, the sacred fertility wisdom that like wanted to come through me and being able to combine the medical doctor piece with the sacred divine feminine wisdom piece that needed, they needed to be combined. And so I'm in my purpose. I trust myself and money comes easily to me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That is so powerful. I love how I've known you and we've never talked about this either. So it's really awesome to hear for the first time. Really? I've never told you that story? No, I've never heard this story. Oh. <laughs> Yay! So, yeah, Catherine and I actually met what, over a year ago. We did a tra- transformational leadership training together, and um, so we've definitely kept connection. And, of course, you know, just through seeing you grow and hearing about all this, I had to have you on and hear even more. And this is crazy because I was just talking to uh, Colette, the intimacy expert, um, who was on last week, and she was talking a lot about this so this has been this like evolving thing on this podcast I feel like this is kind (laughs) of where we're going and this is the platform for that just to create a safe container for us to have these discussions and really understand what that sacred sexuality means and how we can heal and I've recently come into my truth around it to see that that was blocked and that was was causing all this stuff in my life you know that wasn't flowing because of that energy being this this gray kind of blockage so Mm. what what led you to find this this program well, the, the program itself fell into my lap. Um, in fact, a lot of this work has kind of like fallen into my lap. And it was one of those things that like I, I knew I needed to do. Um, and in this particular scenario with explosive sexual healing, um, I was doing a project with a friend. We were doing a 30-day chocolate meditation challenge around Valentine's Day. So it was this time a couple years ago. Her mom was a practitioner of this work, came to our little launch event and brought her professional partner. Um, so it's a, a male and female who are the practitioners. The male does the physical body work. The female does all the energetic work and holding the space and more of the spiritual work. Um, and when I saw them together, I just knew like that was the couple I needed to work with and that I was ready because I'd been thinking about it for like three or four months. The other part that I forgot to mention is that at this point in time, I had spent the last year and three months, year, about a year, my first year in California, crying almost every day. I almost moved back in with my parents in Chicago in the winter. That's how bad it was. Um, and I did not have, like the, the cost of the program was more than my car. It was more than Um, I had in any of my bank accounts, like I had no idea how I was going to pay for the program. I just knew I needed to do it. And Mm. in doing that, you know, manifested the business loan, which part of that business loan went to pay for what I'm calling continuing education, Um, (laughs) (laughs) personal development. Um, I was divinely guided. And the work that I do now, like my consistent practice has been more just what's come to me through meditation and 
and actually talking a lot to friends who are doing similar work for themselves. So I have a friend, her name is Jolie. She runs a, a women's kind of like a women's mastermind called Prosperity Posse. And Posse is spelled like P-U-S-S-Y. Not, not you, P-O-S-S-Y, sorry. <laughs> we just want to say the word pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the reference. Um, and so, you know, we kind of talk about different sometimes techniques, but, um, you know, energetic techniques or physical techniques that work for us, that get us into that receptive mode, the the receiving, and then, you know, different spiritual things and what's, you know, what's been working for us and our fun manifestation stories and all that sort of thing. So just bouncing ideas off of other women, um, is helpful because then you find what really resonates with you. Mm. And there's also, you know, and there's books out there and there's traditions out there and there's, um, you know, Mary Magdalene, um, the Magdalene manuscripts and have we talked about that before? Yeah, we did. We went into Okay, <laughs> cool. So now it's really just a listening of like what, what, what will work best for me and trusting that. And you, and then, and then a consistent practice because that's the key I think is one getting into the space, but two, like that devotional practice to yourself mm-hmm. and that devotional practice to your dreams and your goals. So like the most recent, scenario is last fall, I decided I wanted to make a certain amount of money a month. And I literally wrote it on a post-it note and stuck it to my bathroom wall. And during the ritual, you know, so I would light the candles and have the Epsom salts and the crystals and the meditation and the flame and, um, and then the pleasure section so that when I was reaching orgasm, I didn't have to think like the number over and over again. I could just look at it on the post-it note and like look at it in front of me or like an image um, and just let it imprint into my subconscious on its own. And it was within, and and I'll tell you, it was, it was double what I was making when I decided I wanted to make that. Um, And within a few months I hit that number consistently three months in a row and I'm on track to do, to continue that and bought myself a nice car for Christmas and live in a really nice new condo and, I have an amazing man, which I'm sure is related to, to that manifestation power too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) even though I didn't like put a picture of him like on my bathroom wall, but still, um, (laughs) it's all in the flow on there. It's all in the flow. It's all in the flow. It's all when it rains, it pours and love. I just saw a really beautiful quote on Facebook. Somebody posted it. it was like, love is a magnet for abundance or love is a magnet for prosperity. Something like that. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, when we, when we open up those portals, it's like, oh, okay, this is what I'm worth. I get to have all of this. Okay, amazing. So totally. what, are, what are some, for some of our listeners and audience that uh, might struggle with like scarcity conversations or have a fear-based mentality, what are some tips that you can offer for them to sort of release that and break free of that story? look for the things that you want to create. So, so focusing on the positive, focusing on the gratitude so that you can generate more of that and really feeling it in your body. Like the subconscious can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So doing a very deep visualization for yourself where you see the image, you feel the physical sensations of what it's like to be in this like epic organic California King bed or what it's like you know, to be driving your new Mercedes Benz or, or Tesla or whatever, or whatever you want, but to physically feel it in your body and let it like really like integrate into every little cell of your being is incredibly powerful. And then being grateful every day for the things that you currently have and for the things that you are creating. The caveat to that is not to like not to spray rose water on a pile of poop, but to really move your vibration and your consciousness in the direction that you want to go by focusing on where you, by imagining you're already there. Um, And when your blocks do come up and when your shit does come up, dealing with it appropriately. So allowing yourself to feel the feelings and then choosing. So choosing if you want to stay there or choosing if you want something different. And knowing that it's possible. So seek out like women who are already doing it because everything is possible. And there are incredibly successful women everywhere, whether you know it or not. And I think one of the things that we struggle with as women is celebrating our business wins and our financial wins. 
I'm celebrating right now. I have a lot of friends who've just had really big launches. There are tons and tons of successful women in every sense of the word. So whatever your goals are, whether it's business or motherhood, like if you want to get pregnant, like hang out with pregnant mamas or or moms with little kids, like just soak up the fertility energy. If you want to make a million dollars, hang out with millionaires and just get yourself into the vibe, into the energy and use that imagination and that subconscious as much as possible. One tool I really like as well it's um, called Intently, I-N-T-E-N-T-L-Y. I think it's .com. And it's an app for your browser. So you put it on your Google Chrome or your Safari or your Firefox, mm. and it blocks your ads and replaces them with your own vision board. So like, yes, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. So you can, you're basically like surfing the web. And instead of seeing like ads, you see like, a picture of a couple in love, or you see like Paris, or you see, you know, you can choose your channels based on what you're creating in your life. And you can also create your own channel. Like if you have a specific diamond ring you want, or if you have uh, a car or whatever, um, otherwise they have like financial freedom and travel and true love and all that sort of fun stuff. So, um, so that's a tool I really like. Cause then when I'm like doing patient research at work and looking up like HPV and all, you know, all sorts of like fun things like that, I have my my beautiful little, uh, almost like frame of images around it. So my subconscious is like working for me all the time. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm definitely going to get on that boat for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I always get, actually, I know you know this. I I've recently been getting a bunch of Drew Cannoli ads (laughs) because I looked at Ah. one of the Organifi um, links and now I get him everywhere and oh yeah I'm like okay well maybe it's just a sign that I get to have him sponsor this podcast so I don't know I'm putting it out there <laughs> so anyways so what what else do you do other than have amazing what is it money manifestation masturbation techniques <laughs> <laughs> well I have real sex too but oh. <laughs> Uh, um, you mean like my day to day life? Like what do I do in practice? Yeah. So, um, I'm a naturopathic physician, naturopathic doctor, uh, which means I'm trained as a primary care doc specializing in natural medicine and I further specialize in women's health. So that's hormones, that's thyroid, that's painful periods, that's menopause, that's, um, you know, the whole, the whole gamut. Um, and I do have a special place in my heart for fertility and preconception health, because I do feel like I'm playing a role in bringing in what I call the next generation of superheroes. So Mm -hmm. the baby souls who are coming in now are asking mom and dad to be super clear vessels so that they can come in and just be the light, you know, whether that, whatever their purpose is. Um, and they don't want to deal with, you know, the chemical toxic, toxin, toxic burden that, you know, is ever increasing on this planet and, um, you know, or the, the maternal lineage baggage because of, you know, mom's history with her mom and grandma and, you know, all the pain of being a woman or, you know, whatever, what we each have our own baggage, but whatever that is. And so I truly feel blessed that like one of my purposes here is to support couples in bringing in superhero babies. So whether they're struggling or not, some of my couples are struggling and, and others are, you know, they want to get pregnant in a year and they want to start getting ready because they want to have the healthiest baby possible. Cause what we're finding, what's cool is, you know, some of the metaphysical stuff and some of the science is, is really lining up now, um, which I love the overlap and the interplay. And so there's a whole, area of science called epigenetics, where the everything that we eat, drink, breathe, touch, feel, and think affects how our genes are expressed. So there's like a little volume knob. We can turn certain things up and certain things down. Newsflash, meditation turns all the good things up and all the bad things down, FYI. Um, yes. <laughs> and a lot, some of those changes are passed down to our offspring, which determines their um, predisposition for certain diseases. Everything from obesity to autism to cancer to cardiovascular disease even diseases into their 60s 70s you know their entire lifetime is predisposed by what mom and dad are doing even before conception so so it's really like an opportunity to give your child the best shot at the healthiest life possible i'm actually going to be starting so julian and i are going to announce that well i'm going to announce that i want to get pregnant but not for a couple years <laughs> 
um, and do a little docu series on what does the testing look like? You know, what is what does it look like to really prepare to have a superhero baby and thoroughly cleanse the body on all levels? So wow. that that'll be super fun for me and um, hopefully for everybody watching. I'm sure I'll throw some dance videos in there too. Yes, Catherine <laughs> is an amazing belly dancer. So she every now and then will hop on Facebook Live and give us a a nice little sh- shimmy shake. <laughs> shimmy shimmy shimmy. Yeah. yeah. So and that's, that's part of like the sacred work too, is yeah. allowing, um, those movements in our bodies. So belly dance, I use it as kind of like a fertility dance, um, gets us into our feminine, gets the different chakras moving, gets, you know, energy flowing, increased blood flow and lymph to the pelvis and was used, has been used as a prayer, has been used to prepare for more for labor than, than for pregnancy, but throughout the whole process, it's an empowering movement practice for women. So that's part of the wisdom piece that comes through as, um, with the holistic approach or, you know, I have the holistic, the holistic fertility method. So that's super, super fun for me as well. Nixie, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you have a masturbation manifestation practice? <laughs> uh, not yet, but that's happening after this call. That's for sure. <laughs> after I actually talked to Julian and he shared with me this because we didn't really actually talk about it. Julian is secret. He's he's my editor. Uh, the secret's out. So, <laughs> so we're all intertwined. But um, he told me this and I was like blown away thinking it, it ranged very true because it was that remembering of, oh, that's right. This is that that portal, that gateway to the divine and to spirit. And it's like the remembering, the knowingness. So for me, it just it landed and I wanted to bring you on a so we could discuss it and to a wider audience because I'm sitting here learning so much through you and also mm. remembering and reminding myself of how important it is to have that practice because I love rituals. You know, I'm a big morning ritual advocate, but to actually have a, a man, m- masturbation ritual, <laughs> bring powerful. it on, baby. I'm so, I'm so ready. This is, this is the time. Yes. Totally. Well, and there's stuff you can do like with your partner as well, where you can, you can even amplify the, the power of the manifestation in orgasm and like around orgasm. So Julian will obviously hear this because he's edit, editing it, but I'm going to, I'm going to share it anyway. And I think he'll be fine. Like there have been times where we'll have like epic sex and I'll be like $25,000 a month, $25,000 a month, a million dollars a year. You know, I'm just like yelling out numbers. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Game on sister. I'm doing it tonight. My man's coming over and we're going to get it on. Awesome. Yeah. But, and in, in that space too, like come to it, you can come to it from a sacred space, you know, and that's a whole other discussion on the energy you approach sexuality from. Um, and it sounds like you've had some varying experiences. Yeah. Recently. I mean, I feel like there has been a portal that opened up for a lot of the, the twin souls, the, the soulmate connections that have really found each other and their sacred unions. And, the experience that I'm having right now in this current time and space is that understanding that these sacred unions are those are ever increasing for our manifestational powers because I am I'm at a place of there is so much happening around me and manifestation is like literally I I think it and it's happening I'm writing it it's happening so for me I feel like there was a lot of blockages down in my sacral chakra and this this experience with this partner has allowed that to really heal and it's almost been intense like really Mm. emotional there's been a lot of purging I find myself crying all the time for no reason but I know what it's where it's coming from so as I've even expressed this on the podcast and I was like, okay, let's let's do a love month or a sacred sexuality month and I feel like it's gonna continue because this is mm. this gets to be talked about more and more and more so that women are aware of and understand that how powerful this is and that perhaps the scarcity because I've been in scarcity mindset. I've had all that. I've been down at the lowest of the lows and lost everything to find myself there, right? So now I'm on that train of like manifesting up, 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 up and and understanding what it feels like to be in that higher vibrational frequency. So, you know, it's just sex is is the way. And I had expressed on the um, on another podcast that I 
came into this world incredibly sexual. I had a, a young love affair with a woman at three years old, and then we went on till I was about 12. So I started remembering these things and thinking to myself, wait a minute, this is my path. Like, this is, mm. I, came, I came in super sexual, hypersexual, and then my mother, my father, they, they basically shamed me, and I was in trouble all the time for expressing my sexuality. And it's all, every single thing I got in trouble for, I'm looking back now, it's like I went down this pathway and saw how that allowed me to shut off this part of me that was just the truth of mm. who I am. So <clears throat> that's something I've been really expressing and sharing and uh, diving deeper into. And I really feel called to the path. So, oh, so beautiful. Yeah. So. Mm. And uh, that being said, what is your thoughts on sacred sexuality? Like, how would you define it? Ah, definitions. Hmm. Well, so to me, like, the sacred is is the set apart, the divine, the, the reverence. So approaching sexuality with reverence for the power that it holds and, and honoring it justly in that way. Um, and that doesn't mean it has to look a certain way. It doesn't mean it has to be serious or slow or whatever. Um, it's all about the intention to me. And in that intention, listening to what's most aligned with yourself. So honoring the self first and the, the sexuality being an expression of the honoring of the self. Mm, I love that. Sexuality being the honoring of the self. Totally. Yeah. Beautiful. And the divine. And the divine, yes. <laughs> so did you, and the other. Did you always feel like you had a very deep connection to the, that path of the goddess? Or was this something that you found uh, later in life? A little bit of both. So similarly to you, I had some hypersexuality uh, as a young girl as well. And really rejected that part for a little while. And it was being in an unhealthy, abusive relationship that made me look at what I actually wanted and who I actually was. I remember I was like shadow dancing naked. Um, you know, I had like the candles set up. So it was like my shadow was against the wall and my boyfriend at the time came home and he was like, what are you doing? And, um, was a complete like, atheist, like not just like, Oh, we have different beliefs. Like how could you believe that, you know, there's a God or anything like that. And it made me have to choose what I did believe and stand for what I did believe. And then mm. ultimately le led to me leaving the relationship and choosing myself and my happiness. And from there I got, I gave myself the freedom to start asking the questions like, who am I and, and what do I believe? And it was right after I left that relationship that I did my first ceremony. And I didn't even know like what, um, like what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't know it was like a witchy thing. It was really like, I decided I needed to do a rebirthing ceremony. Like I felt like my spirit had died and I needed to, I needed to birth it again. And so I did a bunch of research, talked to some midwives, some artists, some older women in the community and every, and I'm like, how do you do a rebirthing ceremony? Like, what does this look like? This has got to be a thing. Um, and everybody was like, the ceremony that comes through you is the most powerful. So I was like, so I just make this shit up. <laughs> and, they, and they were like, yes. Yes. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and it was, it was the first and, and I mean, every ceremony is powerful, but it was, it was one of those where the elements were talking back to me and letting me know how supported I was and how divine and perfect everything was. And like I had planned it out. I invited a select group of women. It was the night before uh, a full moon. It was the, the night of a meteor shower. It was at Canyon Lake, which was this little lake in the mountains in Arizona. And we drove up at sunset, stood on the pier and my friend Rebecca sang um, a Native American song calling in the four directions. This like six foot tall, like long blonde hair, Swedish woman who had been connected with the Native American community. And as she was singing, rain started to fall. Mm. And as she stopped, the rain stopped. And then we walked along 
the water's edge to figure out where we were going to kind of set up. And somebody had placed a number of large stones in a circle right at the edge of the water, like a little like baptismal font. And I was like, oh, this is the spot. Um, so we stopped, we took off our clothes, we um, painted our bodies. They painted a beautiful butterfly across my back and my face and spirals and infinities and all that sort of fun stuff. And then we got into the water. They got into a circle around me. They were up to their knees. And then I knelt in the middle of the circle. And um, this was the first part of the ceremony. And they had sage. And everybody took a turn saging me, clearing everything from the past and then setting a new intention for me. And after everybody went, I got the sage. And I cleared the circle. And I cleared myself. And what came through was, may I know my greatness and live in it. And may we all know our greatness and live in it. I have body chills all over. <laughs> and with that, I stood up and got a flash of lightning. Wow. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear the rest of the story? Yes, me? yes. Please tell us. <laughs> I'm sure so, everybody's like on their hands and feet like listening to this when they do. <laughs> um. So we did the staging, we did the clearing, we did the body paint. Then we got, I got into the womb. So I had sewed myself a womb, a big, red, stretchy, velvet womb. Um, and I had a red ribbon as my umbilical cord. So I tied one end to a tree and the other end to my waist um, and was halfway between the tree and the water. Got down in fetal position on the earth. They pulled the womb around me, held it to the earth. And I had poked myself a little cervix that I could get through. And... Um, sang this song that I had learned at a midwifery conference called Birth Like the She-Bear. Really beautiful song. And so, I, you know, I moved my body and I sang and found my little cervix and poked my head out of the little cervix and pulled it down over my body um, and kind of like, you know, belly danced my way out, wiggled my way out, pulled it down over my hips, pulled it down past my knees to my feet, stepped out of it. And I'm in a forward fold and I take a nice deep breath just like savoring the moment. And I slowly roll up one vertebrae at a time. And I get to the top. My arms are reaching to the sky. I open my eyes and another flash of lightning. What? Yes. This is the craziest yes, yes, story yes. ever. <laughs> yes. So then we sit down on the womb. And my friend Oni, who's an actual midwife, um, like in real life, uh, I did a number of births with her. She was the spiritual midwife for the ceremony and handed me a beeswax candle and told me it was time for me to burn my own cord. And I was like, wait, aren't you supposed to burn the cord? She's like, no, you get to do it yourself. You're an adult. I was like, okay. <laughs> she, she was nicer about it. Um, so I take this beeswax candle and I hold it, you know, just under the ribbon and she says a prayer and the prayer ended with, you're not severing your ties to mother earth. You're just forming your ties to father sky. And with that, the cord burned, blew out the candle, took a deep breath, uh, and then we feasted. So we had like a whole, we had a whole foods feast, <laughs> like all the, all the prepared foods from Whole Foods and a lot of chocolate. And everybody had gotten me like a little gift, a little memento of the evening. And, um, and when we were done eating, we could see the storm like fully rolling in over the mountains and it was really cloudy, but we could still see a few stars. And, um, we, we did what, well, we now call it the naked doctor swim, but you know, whoever still had clothes on all the clothes were off at this point. Mm -hmm. We got into the water, we washed the paint off our bodies. They washed the paint off of me. And then, um, they, I laid on my back and floated while they had fingertips on me and it started raining. And so I let the, I let mama earth just nourish me and I'm sure I cried at least once during the whole evening because it was just so beautiful to feel so supported and so connected. Um, and when eventually it started like really pouring and then we had a little more thunder and lightning. So we eventually got out of the water and packed up and got in the car and, um, just sat there for a minute in utter gratitude that like, this is my life, <laughs> that this is real life. Um, and that was my first ceremony ever. And, wow. um, I know a way to and, get into ceremony, sister. I know. And it is the ceremony that comes through you is the most powerful. Um, so, and then we drove home and there's all sorts of stories after that, but, but 
you know, that, that was my first ceremony and it's something that I still incorporate into work with patients. Um, you know, sometimes I have a woman where I'm like, we just need to go to the woods. Like we're going to the woods. Um, sometimes my fertility mama is sometimes not. Um, and you know, let the ceremony flow through. And I've had really crazy, crazy, incredible stories happen when I trust and I make the space for the highest healing to, to happen. And it does. So it's super fun. (laughs) Wow. Well, that was quite a story, Catherine. I can't believe we've literally never had any of these conversations before it's, but it's beautiful that it's happening now. So what, uh, how did you feel after that ceremony? I felt at peace like that. That was the deepest feeling was just peace and joy and gratitude and connection and warmth and love so much love. Um, and also realizing that, you know, with the rebirth, I got to treat myself like an infant for a little while. Like Mm -hmm. I got to take such good care of myself in the following weeks and months and, and just let myself fail forward and, and just honored whatever my body needed and my soul needed because I was, I was fresh. I was reborn. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I gave myself that space and it was, I still feel so grateful for that experience and just the beauty of life in that it was one of those, those like transcendental experiences where it's like, haha, this is what life is about. (laughs) Yes. I hear you. I did. I sat in a five MEO DMT ceremony right after Burning Man, so that was that was what I felt after that. Mm, For sure, beautiful. Like, just, oh, okay, I I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, those can, those experiences continue. And honestly, my to highlight on top of that, those experiences you don't really need anything to really have those realizations. I think it's important to go out to to nature and almost and just be free, release yourself from the idea that we need anything to get to these higher, higher realms, you know, uh, ceremony is, is the, I think a great facet of tool to, for us to create that space. And, um, it looks differently for everyone. So I have never heard any ceremony done like that before. So I'm curious, we get to go out in the woods together, sister. (laughs) Totally. Well, and when I say ceremony, like for me, it's just entering sacred space. Like I don't often use any sort of, um, like medicine, so to speak. Um, because most of the time it just doesn't feel in alignment with my being. Um, and so these experiences are created of pure consciousness. Mm -hmm. When I have incorporated plant medicine, it's been a very different experience. And I think I prefer my, my medicine free ones actually. Oh yeah. I've definitely, I, I got into my path exploring medicines and, and all the things, whatever you want to call them, anything that took me out of my, my body. But now coming into my womanhood or whatever, I feel so (laughs) in alignment with my vibration that I, I literally, my body literally rejects things and it doesn't want it. So Mm. I think that's a really beautiful place to come into and to, to know that that, is no longer needed in my life. And, um, not that it was ever needed, but it was like, it was like a tool, just a bridge to get me to where I am now. And so for anyone that's listening, that resonates to that, you know, if you feel, I've always questioned that is, is tools and medicine plants and all those things to, if it's needed, if it's something that you want, just feel, feel into what's right for you because it's all perfect, you know, and not totally. to, not to judge yourself for whatever you choose to put in your body, you know, self-sabotage is not going to serve you either way. So, wow. Well, this has been quite a juicy conversation. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to share with us, your wisdom and insight on this, um, this episode? So what, let's ask, what, what is your morning ritual? I love asking that question. Do you have one? My morning ritual? Yes. It depends on what day of the week it is. Recently, it's been, I have a new morning ritual that's been working fabulously for me. So if I'm not going right to a workout, then I wake up to one of my favorite songs and I do a minute to three minutes, depending on how much of the song I'm moving to, of like high intensity exercise. So jumping jacks, crazy dance party, burpees, like whatever. 
to get my cortisol to spike, to get my, you know, my energy up, my focus up, my blood sugar or my insulin blood sugar sensitivity before I eat breakfast going, um, you know, that sort of thing. And so that, that's one of my favorite things now. And then I will go to the kitchen and I'll turn on, like I'll make a French press of coffee and then I'll go back to my bedroom. And, um, I guess a lot of it also depends on if Julian is over or not, but, <laughs> of <course>. um, <laughs> and then in the shower, um, I do contrast showers. So I do three minutes hot, 30 seconds cold, which, you know, is good for the adrenals and the thyroid and pumping the blood to all the organs and detoxification and all that sort of thing. But on, um, both a scientific and spiritual level, the body is a crystalline structure. So the hot causes things to expand. The cold causes things to contract. And when you expand and contract um, a crystal, it creates an electrical charge. This is actually how ultrasound works. Um, so our bodies are these big crystals and we charge them with hot and cold water. And the scientific part is that it makes our nervous system work better because our nerves all run on electrical potential. And the spiritual piece is you've just like charged up your entire system. Um, so you know, everything internal is communicating better, but then you can also communicate better with within yourself and with the external if you choose to. So that's part of my morning ritual. Julian is always out of the shower by the time I turn the cold on. He's not a fan. Um, and uh, those, are, those are the consistent things. And then I always eat breakfast. And sometimes I'll sit in meditation. And in the morning, that looks like lighting a candle and sitting on my little meditation cushion in front of a mirror and just breathing. Sometimes I'll pull a card in the morning, but my morning is more about like getting me like moving and amped and, and rocking. And then my evening is more about like cleansing and releasing and relaxing. So when I see like a full day of patients, I shower at night with like a salt, like an Epsom salt scrub, just cause I tend to pick up a lot of people's stuff cause healing happens that way. So yes, it um, does. Yeah. And I usually do my masturbation ritual in the evening. And um, that looks like preparing the bedroom first, because when I'm done with it, I just want to slip right into the covers and not have to worry about anything. And then um, lighting candles. When I had a bathtub, it, it, it was a little more thorough. Um, now I have just a big shower, but um, I would have Epsom salts. I would have quartz crystals. Um, and I would start by flame gazing. So just cen centering within myself by gazing at the flame and just breathing. Um, and then I would ohm. And then I would turn on the shower head and I would use the shower head as my, to my toy. Um, and I would first take it over my body and just kind of warm everything up. And, um, and then I would put the stopper in the tub so that as the water is like running over my body and using the water charging it with sexual energy that it's then filling the tub. So as, um, you know, and if I had, if I was using an image or a number or whatever I was using to, um, to manifest, I would have that, you know, on the wall so I could see it and then play and let myself be loud and moan and move and express. Um, <clears throat> and I would use both internal and external stimulation and, um, you know, kind of ride the wave. So take myself like up to a nine and then back down and then back up and then back down. And when I'm like finally ready, um, then kind of just like let a rip. And after that, um, there's a couple of breathing practices you can use after an orgasm to circulate the energy in specific ways. Uh, so sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. One time I did it so much or so hard that I passed out and woke up with like my vibrator banging against the side of the tub. Um, <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> um, yeah. And, and then, so after the orgasm part, then I would just sink into the tub with just my nose and mouth out and ohm. Um, so like I've got the salt and the, the crystals in the tub and the water is crystalline and I'm crystalline. And so then I'm infusing sound into the water that's already sexually charged and just kind of like letting it all meld and soak and, um, and, and, and just be, and just be in that state of like pure awareness and bliss and presence and, or sometimes sadness, sometimes guilt would show up or shame would show up. And then it's like, Oh, here's that thing again. Um, you know, and, and loving the part of me that feels that and loving the one who, 
doesn't feel whole for whatever reason and using it as a, as a healing opportunity. Um, and then when I, after I feel complete with just the sitting and being piece, um, bring it back to the flame gaze and then, um, pull the stopper on the tub and let the water just kind of like gently go down and then step out, pat dry, apply body lotions or, or like herbal oils that I make and then slip into bed. So beautiful. I just, <laughs> I just went down a whole vision quest journey of that experience. And I'm like, okay, I'm a little turned on and I'm ready to do this. So how, how can you, <laughs> I was going to ask you what, what tools do you use? But I heard a vibrator in there. So I was wondering if you use like obsidian quartz crystals or. So mostly these days I use my shower head in my hand because I like to feel the connection between, um, my G spot and the rest of my body and what's happening. Um, and so my own fingers give me that, that feedback, that sensation, that connection. Yeah, I definitely can feel that. I've recently had no relationship with my vibrator. I just don't feel like it's something that is uh, in alignment. So I wanted to know (laughs) if that was something that was also kind of coming up for you. So awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of this juicy, amazing, sexual, heated... This has been a very heated conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't even get into the squirting conversation. Oh, geez. Well, (laughs) do we want to go there? Should we go there? (laughs) Share with us a a little bit. I'm intrigued. So, okay. So one of... I bring that up because it was actually a more profound healing experience than it might sound. Um, when I was in the explosive sexual healing, one of the sessions, I, it was very intense. I was exerting a lot of energy, a lot of work trying to reach orgasm, like trying, trying, trying so hard to make it happen. And I didn't feel like I got there. Like I felt energetic sensations, but it wasn't what I thought an orgasm felt like based on my experience. And at the end of the session, there was like this integration time and I was just in tears. And when I finally got out of the room and I sat down with them for like the debrief, I just started crying and they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I couldn't do it. I failed. Like I'm a failure. I couldn't even have an orgasm. Like I was, I was bawling. Um, and I really, really felt like I did it wrong, which has been a theme in my life. Like a fear, like fear of being wrong, doing it wrong. I'm wrong. Um, all that sort of thing. And I felt like I had really failed. Uh, and I had put so much and had, had worked so hard and, and I couldn't, I couldn't make it happen. And, um, they looked at me like confused and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? And, um, Caroline, the female practitioner, she's like, well, you squirted him in the face. So something happened. (laughs) And I was like, I, what? He's like, yeah. And I was, I, so it was a sensation that I had, wasn't familiar with Mm. and didn't even know that I could do because I had never done it before. And I'm pretty sure I was on my period at the same time. So I'm sure that was not pleasant for him, but <laughs> it was his job. <laughs> um, at that point, redefined like what an orgasm felt like, like what an orgasm could be for me. And also redefined like the idea of success and failure and like re-surrendered to like I am enough essentially, like I'm doing a great job at life and I am enough and I'm doing better than I'm giving myself credit for. So I get to give myself a lot of credit. Um, and so, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. So, um, while that experience has not happened again, I'm super grateful for the lessons of knowing that my body can even do that. And, um, and also knowing that like I get to give myself some credit. So, yeah. Wow, that was juicy again. <laughs> so much juice, so much juiciness. I love it. <laughs> oh wow, Catherine. Well, how can people find you that perhaps maybe want to work with you or pick your brain of abundant wisdom? How can how can we find you? Um, so the best way to connect would be if you if you want to work with me as a patient, um, you can go to theholisticfertilitymethod.com. And even if you're not looking to get pregnant in the next few years, even if um, you just want to connect, that's what, that's the first way if you want to be a patient. Um, if you want to connect professionally or, you know, uh, 
podcast wise or on a, on a different level, um, then you can email me at drzagoni at gmail.com or D-R-Z-A-G-O-N-E at gmail.com. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I felt called to ask you, do you have a favorite song that you would like to play after we end this conversation? Ooh. Ooh. I have two in mind. I have the one that I wake up to that's like super high energy and fun. Yeah, let's, and do, let's th- do that one. That one? Okay. I've been not, playing not a lot like of this. like sexy, tantric kind of vibes lately. So let's do a high vibe one. <laughs> okay. High vibe one. I love it. Um, so it's by the Crystal Fighters and it's called You and I. You and I. Okay, amazing. Julian, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, get on it. <laughs> he will. Later tonight. He'll be here in a few hours. <laughs> Oh, I love you guys so much. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for tuning in and hopping on and sharing all this amazing wisdom. I am so inspired by you, and I'm sure our listeners are going to be very thrilled to hear these stories and uh, learn a lot. So Mm. it's been an honor. Thank you, sisters, for being here and tuning in. I love you so much, and I will talk with you all soon. Thank you so much, Nixie. It's been such a pleasure. Happy spinning, clapping, laughing, dancing in the blackness of magic. Get it, have it, bag it, throw yourself on the airplane and fly like magic. No sleep, no chance, no need, forget about it. One life, live free, big dreams, we're all about them. You finding it, take it, take it in, it's all here. You and me, no one else, nothing else but us right now. And I ain't need Nothing else, no one else but you and I And it ain't me, it ain't you, it's only us, it's us right now You findin' it, take it, take it in, it's all here You and me, no one else, nothing else but us right now And I ain't need nothing else, no one else but you and I And it ain't me, it ain't you, it's only us, it's us right now You and me, no one else, nothing else but us right here You and I, no one else, nothing else but you and I my friend you can't tell me out of that one again yeah like we gave ourselves the bands to a land i'll never understand speed it up or if you mean it slow it up a little bit just to speed it back up again hand me up or sit me down and i won't ham it up or sit me down with it Nothing else but us right now And I ain't need nothing else No one else but you and I And it ain't me, it ain't you It's only us, it's us right now You finding it, take it, take it in It's all here, you and me No one else, nothing else but us right now And I ain't need nothing else No one else but you and I And it ain't me, it ain't you It's only us, it's us right now You and me, no one else Nothing else but us right here You and I, no one else Nothing else but you and I Nothing else for you and I